0: Welcome everybody to the Of Saints and Centers podcast. I believe this is episode 45. Is that episode 45 or 46? I'm 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 forgetting my count, but I am your host, Deacon Dev, and I am here with none other than Mr. Lord and Taylor himself. EJ is in the house. Yo. What is going on, man? chilling just trying to recoup from yesterday <laughs> oh, really what did you do
1: yesterday i went to brunch at um down somewhere in tribeca
0: mm-hmm.
1: got nice and lit and then i went to a barbecue up in uh, not the heights but like grand concourse and it just went all the way until the end of the evening so oh wow yeah 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 it was it was a good memorial day really. oh that's
0: good that's good Oh, I,
1: I, I know we're gonna talk about that a little later so yeah
0: I'll it. i'm, I'm gonna hold on to my review of memorial day for later um well let's get right on into it our first segment as most of you know our testimony or confession ej is there is there something on your heart that you would like the the audience to know um,
1: I would say and I've been I just thought about this on the way home. I think I'm open to the okay. This is a big 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 confession. <laughs> I am open to the idea that I personally may drink too much.
0: Why you say that?
1: um to me it just seems a little excessive
0: Mm -hmm. what is excessive for you like
1: it's sometimes it can be like all and when i say all day i don't mean like i don't first of all i don't drink at home um i I, to me drinking at home is like the final level Mm -hmm. at the final boss of like you're waking up looking for it like i don't i really don't Mm -hmm. but i think even my social meter like sometimes i just go somewhere like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go all the way in now don't get me wrong i don't go i don't like to get drunk i'm not like oh i want to be out of this world but i just think there's a little reliance if that's a word on Mm. it to have a good time or to have a good dining experience and you know you know i just think it's getting a little out of hand and i think you know i keep having these plans to like save money and then lose weight but it's like I keep falling into these patterns of going out and turning up mm. and again, again, not like getting fucked up, but still just like spending money and getting lit. And it's like, mm. damn, like, like, why the hell am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just kind of sad. Sometimes I feel like it's sad because, yeah, you know, I yeah. really
0: don't have, I really don't have to. Right. Right. That's interesting. Cause like typically you hear people say like, oh, like they drink too much. It's because like they get blackout drunk or, you know, they like to your point, they're waking up and they can't really function without having had a drink. Right. And, yeah, like yeah. Then, I mean, especially in that situation, if you're, if you're relying on it to function, or to feel like you're, you're functioning, then you're in the realm of alcoholism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I will say, at least for me, I don't, I don't think I, I drink that much at all. Like, even when I do go out, I think maybe depending on the situation, like if I haven't seen somebody for in a while, I mm-hmm. may have like two drinks. And honestly, I'm good for the rest of the evening um you know like my thing used to be if I was going out and I would say this was probably right up until like 27 20 27 was probably like the last year that I did this where like I knew that I was just like all right this is gonna be my last drink of the evening I need something that's gonna hold me down for the rest of the night and I would just be like yo let me get a Long Island iced tea And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that would be kind of like the last drink, but it was always the last drink. There was always the drink one that was like one too many, you know, like I was just like, Oh damn, maybe that was a bad idea. Like (laughs) maybe I shouldn't have mixed all those alcohols with a carbonated drink after having like two or three shots of tequila. Like maybe not a good idea for me at least, you know? Yeah, Yeah. Um. But where so what are you what are you planning on doing about it?
1: Um just planning on getting to the root of why I may do that. And you know, watching that I know I talked about it last week, watching that mental health thing with um Oprah and them, you know, I didn't realize there are people out here who kind of rely on substances and they're not always drunk pieces of shit, like falling all over the place. They're very functional. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just wanna make sure. And, you know, I used to get mad at my mom. Like, she was like, oh, you're drinking. Like, I'm like, okay, calm down. I'm just social. But now I'm like, is it really just that? Because mm. now I just, now I, don't get me wrong. I don't feel it. I'm not waking up like, okay, I got so many problems. Let me go drink. But it's just a lot. And sometimes, I don't know if you've had this. Have you ever like not had a drink in a minute? You're like, oh, okay. It's been a while. I need one. No. Not like not, not like press, not like crack. Yeah. yeah. But like. You know, like, oh, I haven't had that in a while like I need it's 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 a like I've had a rough day. Let me go get a cocktail
0: um, I think they for for me at least at, at this age i'm I'm kind of one of two ways like i may may have like one glass of wine at night depending on like the week, you know, like, but I'm never like going out seeking functions for the purpose of like drinking like mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. anything like that like I if I go out and you know I'm with friends, I may have a drink or two but I'm never like seeking it out like I, and you and you know this about me because you've been out with me before and I've done this like there are times where I'm just like no I'm not drinking this week and yeah just sit, yes, I'll yes. sit there and just drink water and still have a good time on yeah, my own yeah. Um, yeah you know so no I I will say I'm fortunate in that respects that like I've always I've always felt like I've respected alcohol in, in terms of like what it can do not just physically to your body but also just like to your mental state um and how it, it can impact the rest of your life so you know i've i've never been that person that was like i never felt pressured to have to drink yeah you know yeah. so and then on and top it, of that living mm-hmm. in new york these drinks are expensive and yes. like yeah honestly i it's to me i'm like i'd rather i i in fact rather drink at home because it's cheaper for me to do that than yes. it is yeah to go out and have drinks yes yes so 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 that's that's kind of where I'm at with when it comes to like social drinking or just you know having a glass here and there I'd much rather like have one glass at end of the day you know and be done with it I don't even really drink hard alcohols like that Mm -hmm. um you know it was never like I know some people like they drink them as nightcaps and whatnot. They were never really my thing. I may do that if I'm like out with friends. And I'm like, I only really want to drink one thing tonight and I want to feel I want to feel the buzz throughout the night. I may drink something like straight and I may sip on it for like the entire night. Right, right, right. But right other than that, no.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just trying to get to why I do it. I think when I got home from college and i was watching all these shows about because you know i'm into like wealthy families and legacies and dynasties and all that so obviously fine dining and uh, along with fine dining it's like alcohol is part of that you know wine champagne Mm -hmm. and i just got kind of sucked into like this life of extra kind of like an extravagance at some points so it's like i just started living this life but i just i don't know i got kind of sucked in don't get me wrong i'm not like addicted but I just want to dial it back a little bit, and, you know. And this—I don't know yeah. why this week, week, this weekend in particular—I was just like, "Why do I have something every day that has me drinking?" <laughs> it's like I had something on Friday, then I went to brunch Sunday, bottomless. Then like yesterday, I drank at it at like two different occasions, like hard. And then today, I was out going in again, again, not not falling all over the steps and everything. Just. I, I'm 31 so I know my limit now but yeah. it's like damn like I don't have to do that every time I go. I somehow I've I've equated to going out with having
0: drinks. Uh yeah. I mean,
1: unless unless it's, unless it's with family who I know doesn't drink, other than that it's fair game. <laughs> it's like it can happen cuz I've I've equated dining in a restaurant with having a cocktail or wine. Like I've literally put the two together.
0: Uh, and no. uh, you know, that, yeah, I mean, I think most people do that though, and, and and I don't think it's, I don't think it's not normal for people to yeah. do that, um, you know, unless I mean, look, do what's going to be best for you and your lifestyle. Like, you
1: mm-hmm. know,
0: I, I am very much of the proponent that, you know, you as an adult, if you know what your limit is and you know, if, if it's not causing you any health risk at the moment, you know, then you should be okay. If it's not like destroying the rest of your life, <laughs> then you might, then you're probably right. okay. Um, yeah. But but I hear you on that, and I think you know, it's 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 always good to do some self reflection and and figuring out like, okay, is this is this something that I'm doing because I actually enjoy doing this and, you know, I actually want to be doing this, or do I feel that I'm not even feeling pressure from other people, but I feel pressured um, to do it because I'm amongst other people who are drinking, right? Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. Then, then that's something to, to give pause about because now it's not even really your choice that you're drinking you're putting yourself yeah. in situations that are forcing you to to do something that you don't really want to be doing yeah and that's yeah. A, a, I would say that's like a a sign of not being in actual control
1: yeah yeah so makes sense well I, and I think the thing I'll say is I just want to get kind of ahead of the cart before something does happen right because right. no no attic is like oh, yeah, I knew I was going to be one. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one was like, yeah, I was sitting there, like, watching it. Like, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, like, nobody, no addict or, you know, anything like that is like, yeah, I watched it happen. Or, like, I knew it was going to happen. I did nothing to stop it.
0: Right, 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 right. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's I, I guess that's true. I'm not going to say, I, I have no idea. Because I actually don't really know many addicts that I've actually Uh talked to them about their addictions and like how they get started and whatnot but a lot of it is more based on like their childhood and yeah yeah you know and and that there probably requires an actual therapist for you to talk to and, and to get with them and figure it out um together so you can get a game plan going
1: yeah, and this is why I say therapists will
0: always be in business. Yeah, yeah, therapy in Jesus,
1: yeah, therapy and Christianity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they will yep. always be in business as long as people have troubles. Yeah, they, they are they, not they, going anywhere,
1: they need redemption.
0: Which, somehow. you know, honestly, in, in, in I, I'm being. eyes with this Christians. If you are listening to this, please do not be, uh, hesitant about going to therapy. I go to therapy, tons of Christians go to therapy. There are Christian therapists who will understand kind of, you know, what your background is, especially black Christian therapists. They will understand where you're coming from. um, you know, as regards to faith and understanding of God and all that stuff and how that plays into, you know, your development as a person. So I definitely recommend it. Um, Mm. But it's up to you. So uh, my, my confession is not as Deep is EJ's. EJ's hit us with a deep one today. <laughs> um, mine, mine was going to be, you know, I realized how much water I waste washing dishes. Oh, God. <laughs> like, so when, when I first started, um, I would like stay over at my at my girlfriend's spot every once in a while, or sometimes she would invite me over and, you know, I would, like, use up dishes, whatever, so I would, like, you know, do the, the nice thing, and, like, wash the dishes, you know, be a, a good guest, whatever, right, and she would always say, Devin, why do you have, why do you keep having the water running when, uh, when you're washing the dishes, like, just turn the water off as you're washing, and then turn it back on when you rinse, and in my head, I'm, like, that's not how you wash dishes, just keep the water running, I'm not gonna keep turning on and off the faucet so I get to the right temperature to do this at, right, and then we went up to her mom's in Canada, and it was funny, she said to me after the trip, she was just like, yeah, my mom doesn't like when you wash the dishes, because you use up too much water, oh, snap, <laughs> <laughs> all right, and so I was just like, I was like, wait, well, let me see—is there really something to this? So now, as we're living together, and I'm, like we have a dishwasher, and and I try to like make sure that I use the dishwasher all the time, especially now, now that I'm getting accustomed to it, like being around, I'm realizing like even with me like just like washing the a small amount of dishes, that can't go into the dishwasher. I'd be having this the water faucet on like full blast. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see what's happening. I am literally depleting the oceans right now in this kitchen. Yeah. yeah.
1: Did um did your girl grow up in a house or an apartment?
0: Um, I think it was a variety of different right housing um situations. I think at one point she was in an apartment and then her and her family moved into a house which did have dry cleaning i mean not dry cleaning a dishwasher (laughs)
1: um
0: but i'm not i'm not sure about the apartments the apartments may have had a dishwasher as well i just think that people who live in apartments have a different
1: relationship with water than people that live in homes yeah because i know in homes you pay like the water bill like so <laughs> however much you use that kind of affects what you pay whether uh, rather like in an apartment you can go hard you, the water just runs and it doesn't do anything
0: yeah i think it depends on the type of apartment you live in right and like what what's included in your rent and what isn't right so if you're if your utilities which is what the water would come under are covered by your rent that means you can run the water as much as you want, essentially. But if you're paying the water bill separate from your from your actual rent in an apartment, then you probably are also very conscious of how right. much water you're using, right? But like, but that was, but to your point, that that was my situation because when I was growing up, the there was no like water bill; it was just rent. And then right, she right. just run the water. Now, granted, like no one wants you to actually waste water. It's crazy you just have the water running. But like I had no real concept of like, you know, using the water all the day damn time, you know? Right, right, right. So, but yeah, so that's my confession. I'm, I'm definitely trying to work on it and be more efficient about it. And it was funny, uh, someone that I knew in college, um, I'm not going to say any names, but they said to me they hated showering because of how much water it wastes and just you showering in 15 minutes. Okay. And, and like, I was, I mean, I, I for I, in my head on this list, like, I was like, okay, that's I guess that's fine. Fair enough. But then I like researched it and I was just like, wow, we do, we do waste a lot of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember my, my, shower.
1: yeah. I remember my father was like, when he was in the army, you had like a four minute shower and I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. Like a what? Like, yo, that's not, e- <laughs> no, nah, come on now. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I can't even talk about it. It's just like, that's not enough for me, but you know, that's just, that's just the privilege of having, never-ending water i i could run my water for like three hours if i wanted to
0: yeah that's, that's
1: nothing would, nothing would happen
0: yeah nothing I, would, and, i'm very yeah. much i'm very i'm much more conscious even when i was like when i was doing my homestay in china like i was so conscious about the water <laughs> because oh, because my host parents were hella conscious about it and so like my showers i would try and be in and out between five and ten minutes like um, just scrub as, just scrub as hard and as fast as i could and just be done because the other part of it is like in some parts of the world like having hot water is a luxury and uh-huh. you for the most for for so a lot of people in the world you're showering in like if not if it's not warm you're showering in cold water so like having hot water in certain places it's like you know they're like mm, you're only going to get a few minutes of this so don't play <laughs> there, yeah, there's yeah. no just there's no just standing and thinking about things thinking about life while you're in the shower yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So, well that's my my confession for this week Now we will transition into our message, which comes from the book of Naomi Osaka. (laughs) Um, If you haven't heard this week, um, Naomi Osaka, who is a, I think she's a three-time now, like grand champion winner, right? because I think she's won the US Open. She may have won the US Open twice. The Australian Open, I think she's won once. Um, so yeah, I think that would actually make her three times. I'm not sure if she's won the French Open. Um, but Naomi Osaka withdrew from this summer's French Open, which is one of the major opens, It one of the four majors in tennis. There's the U.S., the Australian, Wimbledon, and the French Open, which was, and this was pretty big news because, you know, I the story behind it is she refused to do what they were calling a mandatory press conference. And she really just wanted to kind of focus on herself, her own mental state, And there's pretty much two sides of the argument going on. There are some people who are ridiculing her for not going to the press conference and not being a, uh, it was almost as if they were saying she was not uh, upholding her, her duties as an athlete and as a participant in the open. And then there is the other half where they're saying that she did the right thing, she stood up for herself and you know, her, men- her mental health is what she needs to be focused on, not trying to appease a bunch of news outlets on you know allowing them to grill her on the pressures of, of the competition and where does she think she needs improvement on, et cetera, et cetera. And I found it fascinating because, you know, this is not the first time we've seen professional athletes not want to do press conferences with news outlets and they get ridiculed for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, it's just so interesting. I mean, she obviously has her reasons and I think people just need to respect whatever she decides to do and i think the media just i mean let me know what you think about this the media just has a way of painting people a certain way and people and people just follow whatever the media says it's such a powerful tool Mm -hmm. and it's just you know it i don't know i mean just it's obvious that she has her hold on hold on Here's something real quick hold on Mm -hmm. Oh, let me my window on sorry yeah okay sorry about that hmm But yeah, no, I was saying like, I mean, it's, it's interesting that, you know, I I think we have to treat athletes as people as well. And then they have viewpoints as well. So we can't just treat them as like, oh, you're here for our entertainment. So do what we say do, you know, they have, you know what I mean?
0: Right. Right. I think, I think a part of it is the the press sometimes has no boundaries. Yeah. And I will never forget. So I think the last time, I think this would the Australian Open. Serena, she lost to Naomi in the, uh, I'm going to oh, say it's the semifinals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she basically had to go right to the press conference. It's like, I, I mean, I don't know if she gets to debrief with her coach you know, like take a breather. It's like, as soon as they lose, okay, now I got to go into this press conference and, and answer all these questions. And like, it's almost like they just kept pelting her with the same question over and over again. Just like, what did you think went wrong in the match? And, Mm -hmm. you know, where, where could you have done better? And And it's just like, the, yeah. and then the, the crazy she like starts to cry like
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah and i'm just like this can't be healthy
1: yeah i don't the media does not treat not just athletes just celebrities in general as people it's a job for them it's like how are we going to sell our paper how are we going to get people to read our paper our blog how we're going to get them to watch our video so they sometimes do the most controversial things what i remember from that match is like from between serena and Naomi is like how are we going to make this big champion feel bad did she because she lost to her right
0: yeah yeah she lost to yeah, her it, in it, like it, three sets or something yeah like that. it was like
1: how are we going to make this chick who's black obviously and it's obviously the whole thing with her being black in tennis how are we going to make her feel bad about losing to the newcomer and I remember that that was like a whole thing and like the media will press that hard I mean they'll they'll press anything like you said they have no boundary and they really have no respect right that's another thing yeah so
0: and it was like like where do you get the audacity to like say this person has an obligation to y'all like you guys would have nothing to to actually talk about if they don't come to your press conference and if they don't play these actual matches so you ridiculing them into not wanting to even participate in your in the match you have to realize that at some point you're doing something wrong
1: Yeah, like Naomi doesn't
0: need y'all. She's the she's the highest paid. I don't know if it's the highest paid women's tennis player in the world, or if she's or if it's she's the highest women's athlete in the world right now. And like, she don't need y'all. Yeah, she as long as she keeps winning, they're gonna keep paying her. So like, you might with the program and be okay with the fact that hey sometimes I'm not going to want to do your press conference.
1: Yeah. But I think that's, that's a disgusting power and reach that the media has. It's like, okay, they can do the, a person can do everything they're obligated to do. Or, you know, like you said, if she keeps winning, but they can still spin you like, okay, you don't show up to one thing. Oh, they're difficult. Especially with, you know, black women. Right, it's like, right. oh, she's difficult. And you know, that just gets spun. Yeah. I think that's, that's the right word. Yeah. They just get spun out of control. It's like, and then people will just report it and I don't know, people just feed off of this stuff and it just goes like, the, like, you know, every time I see it an, and not to change the subject, but every time I see an article about like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, I just see all the negative comments
0: mm-hmm. because
1: the media is like spinning these stories and cause that's what gets them views and yeah. comments.
0: So, you know, and it's not even just because that's what gets them views and comments. It's literally how they feel about that person that is the general sentiment of whoever the not only just the writer but the editors and the people that run the actual publication that's how they feel about that person and and that's the disgusting part it's like where where the people where the guardrails in place to actually like protect some of these people's humanity you know Um, yeah yeah and, and, and that's I, kind of the disgusting part about some of these media outlets.
1: Yeah, and like again, not to bring the comment back to this, but I'm, it makes sense Like with the whole Meghan Markle thing. It's like, yo, y'all are sitting here letting these people talk about us. And y'all are like the, the institution of the crown. You mm-hmm. tell me you don't have any, like, y'all can't report anything else, but y'all are letting these people destroy us and say whatever ever, like, say straight out of Compton or this and that, saying things about her and she's, contr- you know, whatever they want to say. And that, you know, that's why they dipped out. That's really why. Yeah, yeah. My thing is, like, you know, if you had the backing of a family, you know, if you know your family's there for you, that they're fighting for you, then you, you're pretty much going to stick around. But, like, if you're letting these people tear you down, they're letting, they let the media tear them down. And, like, that's just, like, the power that the press has. It just yeah. is what it is yeah so you know
0: and the thing is is like especially with the athletes like I was saying this isn't the first time that this is happening. even even here in the in the U.S. we had Marshawn Lynch who Mm -hmm. many of you will remember he wasn't he didn't want to be at press conferences he didn't it just wasn't for him and so oh my gosh this dog next door is (laughs) can you hear him yes (laughs) oh my gosh this dog barks at everything like if there if he hears dogs across the street it's over he will start barking don't let the phone so that we get we have like these intercoms that go off in here but they sound like these um it's you answer a phone but it sounds like this almost like a almost like a siren that's what it almost sounds like Mm-hmm. Is, so it'll just like go off if that if the dog hears it he is going off on it and it's just like calm my day calm down bro yeah yeah um sorry for the segue but um but yeah like with marshawn lynch i remember he was getting he was basically like i'll take the fine i don't want to do the press conference and he was, and he was on a, on, he was an athlete on a team that was winning, like spotlight was on him. People loved him for his athletic ability and and just what he brought to the field, but he didn't want to do press conferences and he was getting fined crazy amounts of money. And it was just like, at one point he just started showing up. They would ask him a question. I I mean, and this is where where the phrase comes from, but like, he just sat up there one time. They kept asking him, like, so Marshawn, like you did, you ran this many times and, and accumulated this many yards. What do you guys think about your next opponent? Da, da, da. And he would be like, You know why I'm here. And that was his answer wow. to everything. They're like, they're like, uh, Marshawn, so you haven't this is your first time back coming to the uh to the press conference you have any comment on that you know why i'm here yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. that was this whole thing and i think like the next press conference they would ask him a question like oh so this is like your second time coming back to the super bowl like what do you think about that and he's like I'm here representing Oakland, California, where I've opened up a, a a charity that focuses on on the youth in the area, making sure that they are getting access to STEM to STEM programs or something. You would even say something like that. It was just like at least he's using his his uh, his platform to promote something positive. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was great, you know, and. and I love it, you know, in a sense, it's like a form of resistance, right? Cause it's just like, y'all not gonna force me to do this thing that I don't wanna do. And I'm, yeah. and I help y'all make all this money, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's amazing how we feel like we, people owe us like full
0: explanations of,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, if someone's like an artist or an athlete, like, why do we have to like, interview them after every single thing they do i get it that it's a it's a custom after a match you know and you know it is but mm-hmm. it's like maybe they don't want to maybe they're shy or they're introverted like being a tennis player doesn't mean you have to give interviews
0: right right i like, mean i mean and naomi is already shy enough like i see her oh. come off and, and like she's gotten She's gotten uh, I don't want to say bolder or braver, but just more comfortable, it seems like talking to, you know, the media and stuff. But at the yeah. same time, just because I've gotten more comfortable with it does not mean that I'm that I feel like this is what I want to be doing. And it doesn't mean that it's something that I like to do. You know, like if it stresses me out, it stresses me out. Right. And that's right. not what I want to be that's not how I want to feel when I'm about to go play for, you know, however many millions of dollars it is the grand prize. And, you know, I I have to go up against tennis legends and, and people who are like rising stars, like Coco golf and, you know, Sloane Stevens. I don't even know if she's, if she's uh, playing in this tournament, but like, if I know Serena's in the match, like I want to be focused on just me and getting my stuff together. So, right 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 but speaking of naomi did you see that she has a she has her own salad at sweet green
1: really what's it yeah, called
0: i don't know yeah i think you just go in and you're like yeah let me get the naomi oh, <laughs> God. And you know what's just funny they're like it's made up of naomi's favorite favorite toppings for her salad i'd be like there's probably someone who works for like 30 dollars an hour which that's a good amount of money um, yes but like you don't know they they work in some marketing you know department of some unknown firm whatever they probably order the same thing as her and they nobody come in looking for her for this recommendation mm. of salad but they probably paid Naomi like a good couple of million dollars to pick to make this salad
1: Yep, yep. Just to get people in there.
0: <laughs> just to get people in there. It's bad, funny.
1: Um, um, before we go to um, I know we we're going to Satan Center. Um, one last. I know I wasn't bring up another topic. Um, so you know Monique, the comedian. Mm-hmm. She, I can't. I don't have it up right now. What exactly she said, but she made some comments about women wearing bonnets in public.
0: Oh, I she, just want know you. I don't, I don't even know if it was. It was if it was her. I think it was um wasn't it plies no it was her really oh because i saw it i saw it on um i saw it on the shade room or baller alert maybe last week but plies had said something about women be wearing bonnets in the airport
1: Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. and like i mean i thought it was hilarious because it when i went on vacation i saw two women that morning on our flight out who had on bonnets (laughs) and i thought it was funny but i was just like at the same time it's like five o'clock in the morning they're probably going to mm-hmm. go to sleep on this plane so i'm like yeah, right, yeah, yeah makes sense yeah but uh but wait what is she do you do you know exactly what she said
1: well she i you know i didn't see the video but i know I, a lot of people were like in an uproar like shut up don't tell people what to wear and of course the other half were like you know they agree so i think mm-hmm. you know people just have different viewpoints on what's appropriate to wear in public obviously um, I think when it comes to like, because obviously, what's wrong? Women of color wearing these things, right? I think women of color had to have a different experience with hair than other people. Oh I don't know. I mean, Mo- Monique is a woman of color, so I don't know, but she's but she's also from a different generation. Yeah.
0: So, in in her day, you wouldn't do that, right? Right. I mean, I, I'm not. I, I am. Very, I'm I'm quite ill-equipped to talk about yeah, black right. women's hair. Right, right. However, I mean, I don't. I guess you would want the only other group of people that I know who may walk outside with like, I don't want to say that they're bonnets, but I always see like the Dominican women or the Puerto Rican women. They wear like that. Um, it's like some sort of hair wrap, but it looks more like a almost like fishnet. I don't know if you've yes. ever seen them yes. do that. Yes. Like I've seen them wear that outside, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they get the same ridicule from their own communities as mm-hmm. Black mm-hmm. women do, right? And yeah, I guess the the question is, what is the context under which these women are walking outside with these bonnets on, right? Like, are they coming out with the bonnet on and going to church? Are they going into, you know, interviews with the bonnets right, on, yeah. right? Like places where where the norm probably isn't for you to wear a bonnet. But if you're telling me that, oh, they went to the park with their child and had their bonnet on and right, I'm upset, right, right. I'm going to kind of be like, why does that upset you?
1: Well, I know the big thing with Monique was like it, they were in an airport. They what? were
0: traveling. Yeah, that to me, I'm kind of like, why does that upset you? Cause I actually saw that a lot this in this last round of me traveling. I saw mm-hmm. a lot of black women wearing bonnets. And like my 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 first instinct was, well, they Go probably they not only that, but like they may have just gotten their hair done, right? Mm-hmm. And it might be a long flight that they're on, right? Like and so they want to keep their, their hair, you know, kept while they may be sleeping on the plane, whatever three, they may be going, who knows where they're going, who knows why they're traveling, right? Like they may need to go somewhere. And as soon as they're there, they need to be ready to, to go and keeping this bonnet on while they're traveling helps them in their preparation to do that. Right. So like there there's, there's tons of reasons why Black women are likely traveling with these bonnets on most of the time. I, I, and I don't understand why someone like Monique wouldn't understand that, other than the fact that she probably has a whole team of people to help her do her hair anyways.
1: Uh, I don't know about that because she's, I don't know how up there she is with that. But I do think like she's from a different generation. You know, back in the day, you had like a travel outfit,
0: <laughs> you know, people like it's still- not- People still
1: do, people still do that. Yes, yeah, some, but like back, I think back in the day there was like an unspoken rule of trap. You know, you just look, you looked a certain way when you travel as opposed to now traveling is like a, a means to an end. Like, okay, I'll just wear what I wore to bed mm-hmm. to get me where I need to go. And then I'll dress up when I get there, but not like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I mean, things are just, things change as society changes, you know, like, there was actually, you know, like we said, there's a travel fit mm-hmm. that you wore. Like you, you didn't come out the house, look a certain way. Now it's like, you can go to the corner store looking like a, a bum, but right, you know, right. it, it doesn't have, it doesn't have anything to do with who you are. It's just like, yo, I'm going to get some, whatever you need to get and go right. back home, you know? And, and again, we're not women. So we don't, you know, guys can get away with certain things, but women, you know, obviously there's a different expectation of women, how they look anyway. Yeah. You know, know, and as a man, I don't ever want to speak for what the rules for women are, but I do know that there's a different expectation for how they appear and look. So, you know, it's just interesting to, you know, that it's it's always women like talking about other women and what they should be and should be shouldn't be doing.
0: Yeah, it's it's it all is in like this respectability politics. Right. And. Honestly, like the at least for me, like I thought about the women that I saw with those bonnets on. I saw them once. I was just like, huh, that's interesting. I had never seen anyone wear a bonnet, you know, while traveling before, but I, it, it, my first instinct after that was, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember like, seeing women with like you know what a doobie is. Yes, yes. I remember seeing
1: girls with that and come to choir rehearsal, yeah. And, like the day, like the day before Easter, or like a day before a big day, it would come like that. Hair would be done; it'd be in the mm-hmm. doobie, yep. like like wrapped around with the pins in it.
0: Yep, yep. And that so, was
1: very common to see.
0: And like, it, it, I don't know, it just stuff like that just does not bother me. But to your point, you know, there is a there is a different relationship between black women and their hair and. And, and when you mix that with like respectability politics, that is just uh, a fire waiting to be lit. And, and so I try to I try to stay clear because ultimately it's a ridiculous conversation to even be having, right? Like, okay, Monique, you saw this woman with a bonnet on in the airport. Did you know the woman? Are you paying uh-huh. her bills? She is probably paid to watch you perform more than likely, or someone in her family has paid to watch you perform. So that's money that they gave to you that they put in your pocket. And here you are ridiculing them about a bonnet in an airport. Like, let's talk about, let's, let's really dissect how ridiculous that sounds. Like, you don't know her from, you don't know any of these women from Adam if, if it was a thing where they came up to you and they were looking for a job, you know, and you wanted to give them some pointers around working with you and what that means, Mm -hmm. totally, totally different. But you just going off on people for wearing a fit that you disapprove of, like, get out of here. Like, that's, that's, that sounds like, like, oh, why are these girls skirts so short nowadays? Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like you were the first, you were one of one of so you were one of the first black women, I would say of of the of Generation X almost. I guess she's generation X, that was like coming out and talking about lewd content in your in your comedy. So why is it that you are allowed to do all that, but you're you're offended by women wearing bonnets? in the airport uh, something's just not adding up there you know yeah so i don't know i guess people are complicated <laughs> lord help them lord help them all <laughs> yeah that's the um well next we'll get into our saints and sinners of the week um our we'll go with our center first because i actually don't think we actually chose the saint this week but i have one in mind off the top of my head
1: uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: our center of the week at least for me will be going to the weather because mm-hmm. it rained literally three days and three nights here in new york and it had me stuck inside just looking like am I going out this weekend? Like, I, I, I actually had multiple things that I wanted to do, like go to some museums. And while that is an indoor activity, like I wanted to go to the museum and then walk around the neighborhood for a little bit, get drinks outdoors. I wanted to be at rooftop bars, like, and none of that happened over this weekend. And I'm very disappointed because so many people I saw wearing it in Miami Atlanta like I saw even some people wearing Curacao and I'm just like I'm here in New York uh-huh, uh-huh. in this rainy weather not yeah. doing anything this is trash
1: yeah it was sad man like and it wasn't even like hot rain it was like
0: cold jackets yeah it was cold out i think the temperatures were like 46 degrees at one point
1: yeah yeah it was bad
0: i'm like how is it 46 degrees on memorial day weekend
1: yeah and even yesterday wasn't that great i mean it it got nice in the afternoon but in the morning it was very chilly Mm -hmm. sunday sunday was disgusting i don't remember saturday it just wasn't a beautiful weekend
0: no no it wasn't um, and
1: I plan to go to um. You remember, you know where Grimaldi's is in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and and next to our other spot too. Like I I want to go around there yesterday. I was just like, yeah. nah,
0: I'm... <laughs> Is Grand Electric still open?
1: They are. Um, they are okay. But I, but I um they I think they're only only open in the evenings.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: But yeah, but I want to go around there and just kind of walk around that promenade area. And mm-hmm. was, like,
0: yeah, uh, Brooklyn Park. Um, yeah, it's
1: like Brooklyn Bridge Park or something. Yeah. It's just like i'm good on that
0: yeah it was so that, that was my i wanted to actually go bike riding and like i wanted to go to um uh, the museum of the moving image on queens and there's mm-hmm. a, there's a few rooftop bars out in queens that i wanted to check out like because the thing about especially in like long island city like if you're on a rooftop there you get the view of all of manhattan brooklyn long island city and it's just super nice so i wanted to do that but no god said no stay in my son yeah do not go out and enjoy the fruits of the the tree of knowledge of good and evil like i'm just like why why here though i don't want to be in the apartment all day yeah, like we've been in there for 18 months. Great. Right. Let me let me be go out and be free. Um, well, that was our center of the week. The weather, hopefully, the rest of the summer, it rains only during the week when you're inside and on and you have to work anyways. I hope the rest of the summer is full of sunny weekends and great weather. Um our Saint of the Week, I'm going to give it to, as some of you are probably noticed in this episode, there was something a little different. We had music, finally. And <laughs> I am so, so happy to finally have music on this podcast. Yes. Um, we're going to try and do some, some interesting things with it. Um, but... You're, you've already heard the intro. We have two more pieces that we're going to try to incorporate into the pod. Um, tell us what you think about it. Uh, we'd love to hear back from you. But I'm going to give our saint of the week to the producer that helped us. Um, I only know him as TJ. Uh, EJ. I don't know if you want to, if you have, if you know his producer name or if you want to give his Give him a shout out because I know he was your friend.
1: And oh, you yeah. us up with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he has a producer name. I I just know it's TJ Walker. Uh we'll definitely shout him out uh when we post this episode. Um, yeah, I mean, just a great guy, very accommodating. He um he wasn't bossy, which is good. He kind of like let us he, he just he worked I,
0: with us, like yeah, yeah. He was like, What do y'all
1: want to do? And then we just you know, he he just Basically, interpreted what we expressed to him. Yeah, and it, I, I thought it was a pretty seamless process. I mean, there's going to be a level of work, whatever you do. You know, we didn't just spit it out. We we kind of like wrestled with it a little bit, but it wasn't a a, um, a strenuous process. Right, and right. It was pretty easy. It was pretty fun. You know, he made it. You know, very seamless almost. So mm-hmm. I was happy. Um, I think what we came up with is amazing. You know i'm happy i can't wait for everybody to hear it
0: yes great great yes so thank you thank you so much tj uh for the music uh we hope you all enjoyed it and we hope that you all have enjoyed this episode of the of saints and sinners podcast please follow us and spread the word follow us on instagram at the of saints and sinners podcast follow us on twitter at of saints center pod um follow ej at lord and tailored and follow myself deacon dev at king underscore of underscore d underscore hill on instagram we love y'all we pray for y'all i hope y'all are praying for us you are dismissed god bless peace
1: peace y'all